Cheers. Cheers. That's a good one. That's a very good one. A lot better than our last one. Uh, I'm Ambie. I'm Kana. Welcome to Diplomacy Games. A podcast about all things diplomacy now. That's right. Yep. And we're um, we're kind of winging it today with zero script and zero planning, and therefore you can probably just ch- turn off now because it'll be no good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just doing a quick catch up for a actual board game. Yeah. Our third face to face game here in Brisbane. Looking forward to it. We've got a couple of newbies coming along, so. Yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you've got one newbie, and I've got one that's kind of a part newbie, which was I think we've interviewed before, which was the general who. Yes. Started playing a bit of online game. Actually, I caught up with him during the week on Friday to have a cup of coffee okay. in preparation, and I kind of took along a you know a um, a map and kind of just explained how things, just give him a bit of a refresher, a bit of a reminder about gameplay. Good idea. And uh, he was saying, "Oh, look, I wish there was this, I wish there was a way that I could just practice. You know what I mean? And, and learn quickly. Oh, and I went, well." well. <laughs> There's this little thing called, you know, bots, and he, he, because he's a real massively into uh, data analytics and big data and things like that. So when I told him a little bit about what they've done over at WebDip with that University of Montreal, he was yep. like salivating. It was just wow. So he probably ran off and read 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 the um, the article, yeah, the and, uni paper, and understood it. Unlike you and I, who read it and went, oh, what the fuck? I think we kind of got through about paragraph one and went, oh, I don't know what this shit's about. <laughs> so we're recording in the Croft House, which is kind of like a kitchen bar thing of some hotel. I don't even know what the hotel is. Siebel. Siebel, there we go. Yep. Um, it's just across the road from Galbulis. Yep. And before. probably only about 80 metres down from Vault Games where we're going to play the game. So. That's right. What are you drinking? Um, it's a Tempranillo called Zinio, presumably from Spain, but um, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's a bit, bit, bit ordinary, a bit flat. I don't know if I'd have it again. How about you? It's not like a very, very disappointing opening, but it's like high hopes, but nah. yeah, yeah. It's like um, it's not like a successful opening to Galicia. More like a um, it's an like unintended bounce in Tyrolia. Yeah. If you're playing Tyrolia. Tyrolia. <laughs> if you're playing Italy. You know. Okay, yeah. If you're doing the Alpine chicken thing. The Alpine chicken, yeah. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Or, or actually, probably a worse example would be Italy opening from Venice into Trieste. <laughs> and, you know, Trieste is holding. Holding, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of a sudden, Vienna goes into Tyrolia and you go, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? I'm drinking an Orchard Crush from James Squire. Oh, you can't go wrong with the old James Squire. Can't go wrong with James Squire. It's a good, it's a good drop. Although I will be moving to probably one of those XPAs when we get my the XPA or the IPA. They do an XPA, don't they? They do an XPA. I think that's the red can. I usually have the blue can, which is the IPA. Either way. Either way. Well, you know, you're going to get more and more as the game goes on. That's right. That's right. Very good. So, um, actually, and I think this weekend, well, you reminded me, but there's actually a tournament going on down in Canberra in Australia. Would have been like excellent to get to. But, would have been. You know, both of us being un, unorganised in that space. Well, I think actually the problem was we were too organised because we organised this particular game here in Brisbane when we had our last game like six weeks ago before we knew about this tournament. Yeah, but if we'd been more organised, we'd have known about the tournament. Yeah, okay, good point. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Such as it is, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We're good at the tactics, not the strategy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm hoping to maybe trial a couple of those... Um, Suggestions for if you happen to be trailing on the board, 
to um, keep yourself in the game as a survive and to try and roster support from players around you to create a coalition against whoever's leading on the board. Right, yes, yes. So that's a tactic I thought, I thought, I thought I'd give it a go. Actually, I want to share with you quickly a tactic I've just recently employed over at, um, at Playdip, in the one Playdip game I'm playing over there, which is a um, War in the Americas game. Is that so this is the North South America one, right? Yeah, this is the yeah, North America versus South America. Yes. And I'm playing as Spain again. I always seem to get Spain for some reason. And um, we've, unfortunately, we were just working off our iPhones today or, or Android phones because um, we didn't, well, Kano didn't bring again, on the iPad. Unorganised. Unorganised, yeah. Yep. Yeah, shit happens. Anyway, so... This particular game, I don't know if you remember, I had been allied with uh, with the United States. And United States and I were doing remarkably well um, pushing towards into South America. But the problem was, I pretty much found myself boxed in with my only... Because of the way that um, it's built... You can only build in your own normal supply centres when you start. In oh, right. Map. Yep. And due to the nature of me being based more around the Caribbean or Caribbean... Um, the only real way I can kind of make any progress if I don't attack America was going straight into New Granada, which is kind of like your Colombia, Venezuela type of area. And that was and locked stock. It was all locked off. Yeah. yeah, that's so, right. I remember that. I, and I kind of went, best case is if I'm really, 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 really lucky, I might kind of get a support into Sal, um, Sal, Salvador or whatever like that, which is owned then by some country, I can't remember, it might have been even Brazil. Brazil. Argentina, and I knows? thought whilst the Americans were coming all the way down the Pacific with all their fleets and stuff to be able to plunder all the way down the bottom of South America and I thought wasn't making a lot of strategic sense no he was going to kind of do very well he was going to solo and I think this is one of the issues I've had previously I've sometimes found it hard to understand where uh, what are the victory conditions on play dip for some of their variants that's right and this one's this one's only got a one spot you can actually go from We'll go through, and that's the Panama Canal, isn't it? Yes, which shouldn't yep. have been built because it's 1840. But anyway, um, it's an anachronistic. So, correct. So I ended up, I ended up stabbing America, and doing so very, very well. And I had been actually talking to New Granada the whole time, so yep. I've been kind of working with him, a bit of an on again, off again sort of arrangement. Um, and of course, once I started attacking um, America, that did well. Uh-huh. And um, I kind of made certain deals. So maybe a bit too well, is that what you're saying? Uh, well, this is a 12-hour game, remember? Oh, so God. this is just yeah, like, I'm yeah. talking about events yep. that occurred okay. probably about a week and a half, two weeks ago, which has like, been now like uh, 10 game years. <laughs> so um, anyway, long story short, what ended up happening was uh, I ended up making lots of prog- progress there. I trusted New Granada. New Granada stabbed me. Uh-huh. Um, and I was really, really dirty with New Granada because I actually had been getting on really well with him as part of my correspondence. Oh, and he was yep. he was like, he, I kind of previously mentioned, we talked about this on the podcast, so he'd listened, he'd kind of enjoyed it, or he said he enjoyed it, maybe just said that to kind of, you know, lull me into false sense of security. He even kind of said, hey, one thing he really got into recently is watching Australian films, and he's American. Oh, yeah? And I kind of went, oh, so, uh, and he asked me, I oh, said, so, you know, what, what films would you recommend? And I said, well, I don't know, it depends what you're into. Yep. And I was kind of, and I said, well, what have you seen? I, instantly, I was thinking, oh, you know, you'd recommend Mad Max, you'd recommend Gallipoli. And he, said, he, said, he said, well, I've watched Mad Max, I've watched Gallipoli, I've watched Breaking Moran. So, like, all the... Okay, the, the war ones. The, yep. Yeah, war, post-apocalyptic ones. Yep. And... Well, it's Bad Boy Bubby, which comes to mind. Um, oh, 
Oh, yeah. Straight up Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Yeah, I put that in if you want a bit of a, yep. you know, a bit of a LGBT moment. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Bad Boy Bobby's a good one. That one sort of sticks with you. I actually recommended The Castle. Oh, The Castle? Yeah, yeah. Which is like a movie that no one outside of Australia, unless of course you're an Australian who's an expat abroad, would have ever heard of. And it's just quintessentially modern culture. Truly Australianism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, Things you wouldn't get unless you... Tell them you're dreaming. Tell them you're dreaming. (laughs) Feel the serenity. Anyway. um, (laughs) So, um... So anyway, he ended, up, he ended up attacking me, and I was really, really pissed, and this came actually only probably a couple of days after we'd had our conversation when we did our last recording yep. around strategies to do when you kind of, and I, I was wide open, and he was going to eat, eat the insides of me out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, yep. So I thought, right, I was, I was got to say, like, because I was stabbed so bad, I went, fuck this, and I kind of said messages because again with plate if you can kind of send it to multiple people at the same time okay and I sent a message I think to um, Peru and Argentina so yeah, it's Peru Argentina, Argentina. Not Brazil no Brazil had been killed off by that so. okay so it's Argentina yeah, yeah. So, so I sent a message to Peru and Argentina and said basically no no story no word anyway long story I was, short long story short I was so pissed off with this new Granada guy and I said fuck this I don't want to play this game anymore but um, I'm going to help one of you win. Whoever's actually going to come and take my supply centers first, you've got the solo. And I don't give a shit, and I'm going to put everything I need in <laughs> to stop with New Granada from taking a solo. If you guys want to kind of eat me up, great. Go for it. Don't give a shit. <laughs> and? and then, ironically, I then kind of looked back and actually looked at the gameplay between Argentina and New Granada, because I noticed that... Because right after I said that, then Argentina moved into one of New Granada supply centres in spring. And I thought, yes, stick it to the man. (laughs) And then in autumn or fall, he moved out. And I didn't pick it up at the time. But then this behaviour happened the next turn. And I thought, fuck that. You're on that bastard side. (laughs) So then I actually sent a message to Peru saying... This Argentina, screw him as well. He's working with New Granada, mate. They're all for you. This one is your game. Your game to win. Yeah, yeah. You're going to win. I'm going to now stop all them and I'll let you eat me up. And it At worked. that point of time, then basically that brought Argentina and New Granada back to me saying, what the fuck are you doing? He's going to win. I went, yeah, I know. Good on him. That'll teach you. And they kind of became very, very apologetic around me. Maybe I shouldn't have stabbed you after all. And then they said, well, what happens if you stop doing that and we have a guaranteed three-way draw? Oh, yeah, whatever. Okay, go on. (laughs) But I thought... And I thought, "Mm, do I give them the benefit of the doubt or not? And what's North America doing in all this? Oh, he has been kind of smashed by me because of all my because I continue to attack North America, okay, and yeah, yeah. continue to attack the USA. Okay, yeah. So, anyway, long story short, again, I ended up kind of cutting a deal with New Granada and Argentina, and said, yeah, okay, three-way draw, you're on, but you guys, here's some conditions: you need to kind of DMZ this area, move this out of here, and then they started doing that, and I thought, oh, okay, oh, okay, hmm. oh. and then they kind of started supporting me into. Um, Peru supply centres and things so and then we kind of end up talking a bit more going okay the problem that we've always had in this game 
it's because the, the victory conditions, we end up finding it's like about 25 or 26 supply centers, but there's like about 60 or plus on the board. Okay, yeah. Maybe around that amount. Something like that. I said, the trouble is, you can't really, we can't afford to have one player get ahead of the other. So we need to make sure that we kind of divvy up our supply centers. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, so that we um, basically get around about 20 or so each. So, so five or six off being able to solo, and then yeah. we need to kind of work out defensive positions so that no one can solo to keep each other honest. And we've been keeping to that deal. Okay. So it's okay. been interesting. Will that hold while Peru... Okay, so hang on. Let's start again. Will that hold after the threat of Peru taking over all your supply centres? Oh, yeah, look at this. Will that hold after that? So I'm just showing kind of the map. The only supply centres that, that um, Peru has still got... Upper North America is three of them. So he's managed to move back into and take... No, no, he's got Toronto. He's in Toronto. That's just so weird. Okay. And he's got Alaska and he's got um, the Oregon Territory. But I can right. move up. This is undefended. I can get there quite easily into Alaska. Um, I've tried to cut a deal with... Actually, the, the three of us cut a deal with USA, which he then ignored and attacked me and stabbed me, which was... He's just pissed off at you. Well, he's yeah. pissed off at me, which I understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going, to wipe, I'm going to wipe yep. him out. I'm going to wipe Peru out, and hopefully we'll have a um, a three-way draw. Yeah. Okay. My lunch has arrived, so eat away. You might need to talk a little bit, and I might need to chew a little bit. Well, I'm pretty much just involved with um, with those Europa Renovitiato. Oh yeah. Games. Yeah. Um, How are they going for you? Oh, some of them going well, some of them not. Um, that full press one, I only really joined that just to get that game going. And I joined as a country, which... What's the full press one? Which one's that one? Try God for Harry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, one, I'm, not really, I'm not really worrying about how that's going. And I don't really I don't really have a lot vested in that particular game. You did say you um, had different ambitions that you wanted to achieve in that game without kind of giving away, to me, who you were or who you are. Yeah, well, without giving away anything... Um, I'm in a situation where I'm just mercenarying myself out. I'm just a mercenary for hire. But you actually said that was part of your strategy. But that's part of the game, yeah. So that's part of the. You want to see how that works? I want to see how that works out. See if I get further than just a, you know, an elimination. Um, so far, it's working well. I've got I've got two people on side who are using me that way, which is right. good. Um, the third, I was hoping for a bit more, um, and that's not really going so crash on. Right, um, let's see if I can't grab that one up. Um, so that's going okay. In the in because uh, I'm also is, also in Crygod for Harry. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's the map. Yeah. So. Um, so I mean, from from I mean, it's, okay. So that's, that's how obviously how you're going. I mean, from my perspective at the moment, I'm going reasonably well. I'm I'm, I'm making gains. I'd like to make more solid gains, gains. Um, but I'm I'm doing I'm doing reasonably well. Okay. So I mean, I guess the fact that you've adopted that strategy, what's working well with that, and what's not working well with that? Well, what's what's core to success in that part of the strategy versus what hasn't worked out well as part of the strategy? I think I think it's got to do with the communication, right? If, if you're if you're a player, if you're a power, and a, and a player comes to you and says, "Look, you know, I've got Buckley's chance doing this by myself. 
I'm at your disposal because I want to stay in the game. Yep. It's really important for you then as that player to keep up the communication with yes. the person who's decided to mercenary themselves out to you. Hmm. So essentially in my, in my situation, I've got three powers that I'm adjacent to, two of which are using me in that, in that space, they're keeping up the communication, and where it's, a, it's turning into a mutually beneficial scenario. Yeah, great. Um, in, in the third power, he's about as communicative as a brick, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not getting any kind of, you know, such as it is, I'm, I'm out of that region. So it's not I must admit, I mean, I'm finding that as well, and I don't know what it is, whether it's a case of that's just the play, that a player's characteristics, whether they're just so time poor that or whether they fucked up and they wanted to. I don't know. But in the same game, I've got one player that I've approached a number of times around trying to, you know, work together because I can see, you know, we, we have mutual neighbours. He's getting attacked by one and I can kind of, hey, hey, I can kind of, you know, maybe buddy up here with you. Yep. And, like, no response. And it's just, like, one of the key things. And this is this is the big, big lesson for the newbies, you know what I mean? The game is not just about the dynamics of What's how do you win on a board, yeah. you know what I mean? As in, like, how do I make sure this unit is more powerful than that unit? The reason you win is you leverage those relationships with your allies. Yeah, exactly. And part of that is talking to them So yeah. um, and coming up with plans. So, so I mean... As a mercenary player, I'm not. I'm not going to be reaching out to these. These one of the larger powers because it's like, what, what's the point? Mm. You know, because he's he's kind of squandered the opportunity to have an extra couple of units in that area to support him. Plus, that's and, obviously the opportunity then for you to flip to someone else in the mercenary yourself after whoever they're attacking. Oh yeah, I mean I could, but I could just just as easily vacate the region and just let him have at it. Just focus on other areas where I'm getting a bit more communication. I suppose. I guess yeah. it just depends on how you go. Depends on the dynamic of the space. So, anyway, I mean, that, that that's an interesting one. Are you um, in another one at all? Another Europe one? I'm in a couple of them, actually. Um, unfortunately, they're all gunboats, so I'm just going to have to sort of hover over um, well, different regions. One, I'm kind of Central Europe-ish, and landlocked. One... Um, Sort of focusing my forces inland as opposed yep. to the sea area and the third how's that going uh yeah yeah i mean they're all going okay at this stage right yeah okay at this stage because most of my other ones i'm doing poorly i'm slowly on the um you know the way out yeah yeah some of them faster on the way out than others i think one of them would have like one supply center so <laughs> Now, I got a message from you the other day saying that you decided to listen to a different <laughs> um, a, a, a different cue whilst you're, you're, you're entering orders. How'd that work out for you? Okay, so here's the deal. As a result of our superstitious conversation, I still stuck with my superstition. I set my orders playing my 1812 overture. Yep. But... Because it's like a 48 hour game phase and I had a little bit of time and I may have been drinking. Um, <laughs> oh, this is a good time. I thought now's a good time to kind of just take a different view of things and maybe I can spice it up. So maybe my, you know, ambi drinking ambi kind of had said in, in one ear, 
listen to a different song. You you should play that song that you had trouble with last time. Break the break the hoodoo. Break the mold. <laughs> so I did that, and it didn't go badly, but it. It basically got exactly the same result. I worked out with the moves that I would have probably got if I stuck with my original moves. I tweaked only about, oh, probably about four or five, maybe six moves. Okay, yep. And I lost some bits that I would have probably held. Yep. But they were non-SC territories. And I gained some non-SC territories that I probably wouldn't have got previously. Okay. Well... You know, I've been following this game. You've been sort of drawing my attention to this game as it's going on. Mm. Um, it's a dirty little secret that I've figured out who you are. I know who you are in this game now. Um, yeah, well, we don't, don't tell know, the listeners. Yeah, I'm not going to tell the listeners on it. And we won't go into any more depth into this other than saying what is it's approaching the start of the end game. Is it? I think it's part. It's, it's got the potential to be a slow burn end game. A slow burn, yeah. And this game's been going on for longer than a year, right? Like this is yeah, since about June last year. Yeah. Still ongoing. One, two, three, four, five hours left. I don't think we'll be finished by Christmas. Still potentially soloable, depending on what happens on the board. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because there has been a big um, dynamic change recently around that um, the territory around Montana. Because uh, the um, Kentucky has been making some really good games into Montana, yeah. and to be able to kind of offset that, it appears that New York has come down to try to help, you know, support hold and everything like that to, to keep the borders. But in doing so, there has actually been like a, a slow leakage of supply centers to both um, Kentucky and New York. Uh, although Hawaii is not seeming to get anything at the moment, right. So that whole area up there, that's probably one area that's kind of really opened up in, in recent times. Um, another area that's kind of changed since we last talked about was the area, I suppose, that more around Ohio, West Virginia. Um, uh, New York has been making, and, and also a little bit around the top of Illinois, around Chicago, uh, New York has been making some small pushes inland and picked up about I don't know, three or four supply centres off Kentucky. Yep. Um, but then, you know, New York's been counted down in the Gulf of Mexico, where uh, Hawaii, I think, is doing a, a stellar job, um, really kind of taking control of that. And even in the last couple of terms, New York has been, like, throwing... There's, like, so much green support holes going towards those um, those areas. It's yeah, Florida Keys. Yeah. It's, yep. um, anyway, yeah. that's an interesting one. It's still going. Still ongoing. Still ongoing. Hey, we should go to our segment around advice for newbies, beginners. Oh yeah, that's right. It's not just the communication side of things. Episode 2 of advice for newbies. Advice for newbies. Stitch in. And you were thinking um, openings, perhaps. No, just moods. Moods. Oh, moods in general. Yeah, so the four types of moods, The basics, yeah. Well, five. Five. Yeah, yeah, five. Four. Five. Hold. Move. Support, hold. Support, move. Convoy. Yeah. Okay, but your unit just holds without having to order it. You don't have to order something to hold. Well, you can, though. can, yeah. Okay, okay alright. Five types of moves. <laughs> I'll give you that, yeah. Five types of moves. Alright, so the first one, hold. Yep. Your unit just stands there. It doesn't, doesn't move. Right? Not a, not a great move. That. 
oh, it's got its purposes, you know. Let's say. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to pull up a. Oh. A, a, a map so we can... The example before, if um, Italy opened Venice to Trieste, and I happen to be Trieste, and I just hold instead of moving it, not a bad result. Not a bad result at all. Um, have a very good, so very good casus ballet against uh, Italy. What's you bring up? I just wanted to bring up a map. A classic map. Right. Yeah, classic map. Right. It's not like we don't know the game inside out, but... It just helps me looking at the map. Just helps looking at the map. Oh, talking about knowing the game inside out, and maybe me occasionally not, can you just make sure that when we set up the board today, that yes, the units are yes, the right, yes, are the right yes, spot? Yes, yes, I'll be double-checking on that. <laughs> Particularly um, around the Turkish fleet? Yes. Um, so, I don't know. So, so, let's say, you know, you've got an army in Warsaw and you want to... You want to stay in Warsaw. You don't want to move your army out of there. Right. You can order your army in Warsaw to hold. And that, as you as you suggested, um, let's say Germany's in Silesia. Silesia can't just walk into Warsaw because we've got an army there holding. Oh, if Germany is in Silesia. Correct. Yeah. So there's a, there's a purpose for holding. Yep. Okay. What's the next one? Move. 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 Alright, so probably your simplest and most basic, you just you order um, your unit type, if it's an army or a fleet, to move. If you're writing it down, it's just an arrow. To oh, you just write down an arrow? Yeah. You don't, can't, you don't, you don't have to write the word move? No. Oh, okay. I can't remember what I do. Yeah, you can just do an arrow. Okay. Yep. Um, to... Name of territory, right? So an army in Constantinople, so A, C O N, Constantinople, arrow, Bulgaria, B U L, B U L. Because often you need to, if you're playing face to face, do it quite quickly. Do quite short hand. Yeah. Or for instance, fleet Ankara moves to Black Sea. Mm. Yeah. Is there a couple of spots on the board though that share similar? Names. So, so, you, so you have to be careful. Like, for example, Norwegian Sea is usually written as NWS. Norway is NOR. And North Sea. North Sea is NTS. NTS. Oh, it was NTS. NTH. North Sea. NTS. Norwegian Sea, NWG, and Norway NOR. That's the correct way to write. Okay, I always did NTS for North Sea. I know people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Silly yeah. people. Silly people. Um, MAO for Mid-Atlantic, NAO for North Atlantic, WME for Western Med. And um, Tyrrhenian C must be TYS, not TYR, which is Tyrolia. Yes, correct, TYS. Alright, so. Oh, yeah, so that's done. moving. Yep. So um, that's a good thing to do? It's a good thing. Now you have to remember that every territory can only have one unit in at a time. Mm-hmm. So if one mo- unit moves into a territory and another unit moves into a territory, they bounce. So a standoff. It's a standoff. So only each unit has a power of one. So an example would be an army in Paris opening to Burgundy and the army in Munich also opening to Burgundy. Moving. Pretty, yeah, pretty so common. A common opening. Common opening. Yeah. 
And in fact, one thing probably is worth, I don't know if it's worth touching on, but actually we'll stick to the moves rather than strategy behind moves, do you think? Just, no, 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 let's just do the, um, let's just do the, the basic of movement. This is like 101 and then we'll do the 201 later. As to why you might want to have demilitarised zones or agreed bouncing in an area. Yeah, so we'll yep. talk about that another time. Now, the next one is a support move, right? Yep. So coming back to that example of Burgundy, France really wants Burgundy. It wasn't bad. Right? He wants it really bad. He wants a bit of Ron Burgundy action. And he's pretty sure that Germany's going to order Munich to Burgundy. Yep. So, Paris decides, army in Paris to Burgundy. He knows Munich's moving to Burgundy. Mm-hmm. And he uses his army in Marseille to support Paris to Burgundy. Right? Yep. What that support does is it increases the power of that movement by the amount of units supporting it. So in this case, Marseille and Paris is the power of two against the power of one. Actually, don't use the word power of two because then people might think it's more like squaring. Okay, yeah. So maybe it's like two versus one. Two versus one, two wins. Yeah. Yes. But likewise... Let's say that we're not talking about the openings. At some future point of time, they're exactly the same unit configuration, but there happens to be a German army in Belgium. Yep. And if those two are then, if Belgium and Munich are both supporting Munich, in, or sorry, moving, helping Munich into Burgundy, then the two versus two, again, becomes a standoff, becomes a bounce. Correct. And we should really talk about cutting support. We'll just touch on that mm. now. Yep because it's also relevant to support holds. If if a, a unit of another country moves into the territory that is providing support, that support is considered to be cut because that country is otherwise engaged in defending its, its yeah, territory. The other dude, right? yeah. So, coming back to the Paris, Marseille, Munich triangle, mm-hmm. Paris is moving to Burgundy with support from Marseille. Munich is moving to Burgundy. But let's say Italy has an army in Piedmont and that army in Piedmont moves to Marseille, then that support given to Paris is considered cut. That support can't be given because Marseille is engaged with defending Marseille against Munich. Yep. And Munich and Paris bounce because it becomes it goes from two back to one, one against one. And this is, yeah, that's a, a really important lesson because, hmm, that's a choke. <laughs> this is where your allies can become really important. Well, both allies, but the other thing is also around your deciding factor on which unit to move. It actually took me a long, long while for the penny to eventually drop and go, okay, probably that, that example you gave is a bad example, but let's say in that situation, if I really, really, really want Burgundy bad, and I do expect an attack to happen on Marseille, then I would probably move Marseille to Burgundy and have Paris support. Yep, and have another and I may unit have a, And I might have like a, a, you know, a fleet or an army in Spain and then try to move to Marseille so that the Marseille unit is guaranteed, two versus one, to get into Burgundy. Yep. And then the Spain versus Piedmont becomes a bounce in itself. And, of course, um, support holds work in a similar fashion. An arm, uh, you can support a unit to hold, and that increases the path of the strength of that defence. 
So let's say you've gotten Burgundy, you want to hold on to Burgundy. Paris supports Burgundy to hold. Burgundy now defends with a strength of two. Yep. So Germany, if Germany wants Burgundy, now needs to take Burgundy with a strength of three. Yep. Need to hammer it with Belgium, Ruhr and Munich. Correct. Yep. And of course, support holds can be cut. Yes. Just as support moves can be cut. And the final set of orders that you can order is a convoy. And it's particularly important if you're playing one of those countries that um, probably sits around most of those coastal areas where you're more likely to be convoyed than not. But all of them are, would be useful, except for maybe Austria. Probably don't get that many convoys as Austria. No. You may get like a sneaky, you know, convoy, in convoy into Apulia or something like that to then yeah. give you the ability to take Venice or... So it's good to know regardless of what country you play. Mm. But even right. with the convoys though, the important thing to remember there for, for new players is, um, let's use the example of, of um, England. Let's say North Sea. Yeah, so you've got a fleet in North Sea, say it's Edinburgh moves to North Sea, Liverpool moves to Edinburgh. And then you basically, and we haven't actually talked about the way to write those earlier orders too, we should probably mention that. But um, you'd obviously then convoy, you'd say Army, Liverpool, Arrow to Norway, NOR. LDP, Arrow, Norway. You can't move Liverpool to Norway. No, 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 no sorry, Edinburgh, oh, sorry. To, Edinburgh. Edinburgh to okay. Norway, right? Sorry, I'd forgotten about the moves. So let's say you got it. Okay, so let's re- 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 reframe this. You've got a fleet in the North Sea, you've got an army in Edinburgh, and you want to move your army from the English, you know, North England, Scotland, into Norway. Yep. The way you write that is you write your army in Edinburgh moves to Norway. Yep. Right? But you have to have your fleet convoy that particular order. So your fleet in the North Sea convoys Edinburgh to Norway. Because if you don't do that bit and you just move the army, it's it's an illegal move. Yeah, there has to be a convoy. Now, convoys can happen in multiple ways, right? So let's say um, England has a fleet in the Norwegian Sea, a fleet in the North Sea and he really wants to convoy to Norway and he's not sure about the security of the North Sea. Let's say Germany might be attacking the North Sea. He's not sure oh, yeah. if the North Sea is going to Get tapped. be dislodged. Yes. If he's dislodged, then the convoy doesn't happen. Yes. England can order the Norwegian Sea to convoy Edinburgh to Norway mm-hmm. and he can also order North Sea to or convoy Edinburgh to Norway. Can he? Oh, of course, yeah, right. yeah, cool, yeah. So if Germany orders um, Denmark to North Sea, supported by Holland, and dislodges the North Sea's convoy, the convoy still succeeds because the army goes through the Norwegian Sea into Norway. I hadn't actually thought about that as a, as a tactic. Oh, 101, Andy. Yeah, there we go. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but, but other times you'd kind of use multiple convoys. Let's say you've been successful, you've got that army into Norway, and um, you, you then kind of reach some type of detente with Germany and Russia or whatever like that, and you thought, great, now's the time to attack France. Yeah, you want to order and you've got Norway a, to Brest. Yeah, so and you've got a, your fleet in the North Sea, you've got a fleet in the English Channel, then basically it becomes almost like a chain where you go army, Norway to Brest. Brest. Yep. 
Fleet North Sea Convoy Norway to Brest. Fleet EC for English Channel Convoy Norway to Brest. Trip. And provided that doesn't. And this is the other thing as well. Let's say France has a fleet in Belgium, and at some point they kind of move Belgium, and, and Belgium kind of hits North Sea or hits English Channel. The convoy is not interrupted. The convoy is not interrupted. It still works, and that's a really, really good, it's a tricky, useful, useful knowledge of the game. Useful at times, yeah. mm. um, other things just to be mindful of when it comes to convoys. Obviously, you can only do it via land-based centres, so you can't convoy via a coastal centre. So you can't convoy like a. Yeah, you have to use the sea, te- sea territory. Yes, yeah. and yep. the ones that are actually uh, also like canal territories. We talked about those last time. You know, like you can't convoy through. You can't those. convoy through those as well. Yep, no. Um, and of course, we just talked about the way the really you can't. Con- oh yeah, of course you can't convoy more than one unit. You can only convoy the one unit at a time. Yep. Yep. So we talked before yeah. around the the way to write those particular units. So just to make sure those orders. If you were support holding, uh, like the example before, um, you'd kind of have you know. Uh, yeah. So you'd write. Um, if you Army, had yeah, yeah, if you had the Paris, yep, supports, yep. supports, breast. Oh, you just put an S. To arrow, hold. Yes. Ah, okay. Yep. If you want to support move, you write Army, Paris, S supports, breast, two arrow, pick up it. Okay, so I. Okay, I probably need to actually read the rules properly because that finer way of... Sorry, not finer. Simpler way of doing it is something that I don't usually do. Yeah, you write your things I write the whole fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) And no wonder you're always running close to the timer on these Uh, board games. Maybe a little bit. So um, I think we've covered off a lot of the orders there. I think so. And I think we're um, bang on time to start wandering down to bold games, eh? We can do that. So hopefully, we, we plan to catch up again after the game. Yeah, we'll briefly. have a um, debrief at the end. It won't be a very long one because I need to get home to Mrs. Amby and, and family. All of that. But, you know, maybe half an hour we might go sneak in or 20 minutes or whatever like that. Have a bit of see a, how we go. See how we go. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty. I'm Amby. I'm Kana. We'll catch you with a tick. Cheers. And we're back to your listeners. We are back. After a, uh, a solid round of diplomacy. A very solid round. Yeah, yeah. And we've been drinking the whole fucking time as well. Stretch of it too, so. <laughs> so we've been playing five hours of diplomacy? Yes, five of it, five straight hours of solid, enjoyable, good fun, backstabbing, enjoyable time. And I must admit, can you mind just turning around for a second so I can check all the stab wounds in your... Oh my god! No, I, I definitely feel like I've got a few stab wounds in my back. Um... No, I think every one of my neighbours had a go. So I played Austria. Yep. Right. And I took over France's position when Dan had to leave. Yeah, so just quickly, the people who were playing, um, so Dan, the general. Dan, no, the Dan general. Had, yeah, from, I don't know, about 15, 20 episodes ago. Yep. Um, Tony. Butcher. The butcher. Tony the butcher. Over at WebDip. Um, we had Brayden. 
Brandon. 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 That's everyone. Oh, and uh, Sean, oh, Sean playing in England. Sean playing with England. Another tricky country. And I have to say, I need to work on my poker face, Andy. I, I've just given up. Playing. <laughs> I'm, I, I think I've said this before in previous episodes. Like I am chronically bad at, chronically bad at maintaining a poker face. That's why online is good because you can kind of tell people bullshit and kind of start grinning and smiling whilst they're telling them bullshit stories and they don't know. So, yeah, so you're telling me a story about um, Italy was asking you a plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had this... Uh, okay, that, he, had, he had a plan which didn't make any sense to me. It's like, hey, look, how about... What we'll do is we'll stop tacking each other, but the way we'll do that is you'll let me into Spain and then after that you let me into Portugal. And you can come back into Spain. And I'm going, where's the upside of this? Because at the moment I'm kind of heading towards Venice. Right. And so then with, um, with the Austrian help, thank you, Grand uh, Archduke of Austria. I did get you into Venice. It didn't last very long, though. No, it didn't last very long. No, um, Just like I helped you into Munich, and that didn't last very long. Namely because I had a Russian power, a Russian player, who was just keen as punch just to attack me straight from straight from the go. All he wanted to do was to get rid of me of four. Yeah, there was there was a small Not a lot of negotiation around that. Yeah, look, I, I won't say it was metagaming, but I think in his mind it was like if the opportunity arises to take you down, he's gonna take he it. is gonna do it. So, uh, and I must admit, and everyone has to kind of, you know, we should be worth mentioning, you brought him into the game. So he knows you. He's a friend already. Oh, you already, yes, yes. And from that point of view, I think he thought, it's great fun to stab your mates. So, uh, and he did a great job of it. Oh, he did, he did. Yeah, definitely. And him, him and him and Loloma working together, so Turkey and Russia. Yep. Um, definitely, definitely got their hands bloody with Austrian blood. I have, to, I have to give it to them. It was, it was quite well executed for the most part. I survived at the end. I survived. Yeah. I was happy to survive. Um, and it was funny because I was talking to, to Ty as, as Russia and he's saying, you know, um, I'm thinking of stabbing Kana. Oh, really? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to suspect it. I'll be able to pick up two of his SCs. And you know what? I'm going to stab Germany at the same time. I'm going... I checked the board and went, you're running on five SCs. Are you, are you sure you want to kind of start taking on two other players? Yeah, 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 I'm going to do it. I'm going to stab the fuckers. <laughs> and he did, and it all came off. He, he pulled it off. He pulled it off. Um, so uh, so the final, final standings, France on nine, you. Yes. And the Turkey, Turkey is on nine. nine so. And Thai as Russia was on eight. Eight. But that being said, that very, very final round could have easily been... Russia on nine and me on eight because I managed to get into Russia's good graces to help me take Munich off Germany. Yeah, so if you hadn't and swung that he last bit, it would have been an even draw nine nine Turkey Russia. No, 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 because he would have instead used that army in Bohemia to have taken another supply centre off here with the. It would have been off me. Yeah, but Turkey would have still ended up on. Oh nine. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So nine so. for Turkey, nine for 
Russia, Russia. I, then France, but it was instead yellow. Yes, 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 yes. No, I thoroughly And we played it till about fall 906 or 907, maybe. 907? Probably 7. We lost track. Yeah, we did. We the trouble is, I always write down the years when I'm doing my orders. And because I took over um, Dan's position, the general's position, yep. it kind of... Um, Lost track of it. Lost track of time. Yeah. But mind you, actually, early on, because both um, uh, he was relatively new, Loloma was brand new, Sean has only played once with us before, yes. uh, and even Ty kind of checked. Those very first couple of game years, I was effectively a, uh, and not only just the adjudicator, but if a player wanted to come over and say, look, can I just make sure that this I've written these game rules, sorry, the, my order's correct. Yeah. So I wasn't giving advice on, hey, you know, that's a fucking stupid order. But it was like, yes, that's a legal order, you know what I mean? Or that's not quite right. And we even saw that even later in the game, I think the very, very last turn when um, uh, Brayden, as, as Italy, actually unintentionally did a, a double bounce trying to take Trieste yeah, from so, Albania yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 Venice yeah. rather than actually supporting, supporting one of the yeah. So, I mean... And there were so many points on the board that were just total clusterfucks. Yeah, so of some of that some of that shit happening around the Balkans and around the Low Countries in um, in Northern Europe, yeah, you know, Belgium, Holland was just, yeah, yep. Trixie, Trixie, Trixie. Now, you were questioning about the movement of the pieces. You know, you said, hey, Gainer, we need to have a discussion about when you flip the pieces and when you don't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, there's obviously in different diplomacy boards that you purchase. There's either like the little cardboard cutout things or there's like the one that I got when I bought mine which was, you know, uh, almost like a Monopoly piece cannon uh, a fleet or whatever like that. But the yeah, one that yeah. you've got that you, you... Did you make that yourself? Yeah, but... Uh, so... Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, more the traditional, so the the traditional, traditional block. blocks. Yeah. yeah. And there seemed to be this dynamic going around when you go to the, the adjudication around how the blocks all work. Yeah. Which so, I went, I've seen this before, but I really get lost in it. And maybe that's because of the alcohol, or maybe it's just because of a short attention span. But maybe if you tell me now, I can rewind and listen to this later on before we play our next game and I know what the fuck I'm doing. So... Well, and other players too. It's a bit of an added bonus because we're sharing. The sharing's caring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when, for me, when I'm adjudicating it, I move a, a block. The attacking the, unit? The attacking unit, just to the border, so it crosses where the territory is coming from. Yes. To where it's going. Right? Yeah, and I did that bit, right. Yep. However, if there's a supporting unit, I'll flip that lengthwise. I'll, I'll stand that, stand that up vertically. Right. So that is I this normal that practice, or this is kind of house rules? Well, that's what that's what was happening down at the tournament place down in Melbourne. Yeah, in Melbourne. That's how I. That's how my father taught me. When I okay. Was, okay. When he was adjudicating. Yes. Okay. Learning. Good. So, good. Good. Um, so that piece is stood up vertically to show that that's actually a supporting unit. Very good. Yes. And it helps in the adjudication in that. Okay, if that supporting unit gets cut, you can just drop it down, and therefore it becomes irrelevant to whatever adjudication goes on further. It helps in those really. Do you move that supporting unit up a little bit so it's closer, so it's 
understandable who's supporting what. Yeah, so I try and move it as close as possible to the particular unit that's yep. supporting that space. And, you know, it gets tricky when you've got ones coming from different angles, but that's why it's all written down. You can yeah, say, yeah. hey, what, Germany, what was that stuff and around? So, so, so unit moving into a, into a territory, flat, supporting vertical, but sometimes you had it like on a... Not a forty-five degree incline, but they're like laid on. Laying. Yeah, so that's um, that like a, that's the that? fleets. So the fleets are obviously because they're long and elongated. They don't stand up very well vertically. Right. I would if they were slightly larger, but I just sort of I, I lay that on top of the unit that's moving, like a, on a on a forty-five. Yep. So just rests on top of it to show that that's supporting that particular unit. Yep. In the same way as sticking up, you know, the solid army block vertically would demonstrate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So that's what that is. And then the retreats, I just put the um, the country that has to retreat on top of the block that won the territory. Yeah, so when you're doing so the country that won the block goes on sorry. The country that won the territory goes on top of the block. No, the country that won the territory goes on the bottom onto the territory and the country that has to retreat or disband it's on sits top. on top so you can visibly straight away see on the board who has to do the retreats so winners on the bottom and losers on the top correct okay so that you can see just okay who has to do the retreat sure. yep <laughs> and you know to tell you tell you the truth right like I, I quite like those little pips that show the colours of the territories you know yeah, yeah. Right? It actually makes the game so. Oh, I totally agree because that, that was the one. Sorry, you, you finish your sentence before I cut you off. So, so the the, 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 the heritage game, right? Yes. Just didn't come with those blocks or counters. Oh, didn't it? That that show who owned oh. what supply set. So just having those there just makes it so much easier to count up who owns what. I mean, the advantage, obviously, in a in an online game is and you that prevent that whole flying Dutchman scenario. Oh, Let's get back to the Flying Dutchman for the moment. Let me just finish off on something. So, because I don't know what the fucking Flying Dutchman is. You've said it before, but I get very confused. I was just kind of misread someone's name on the, the big screen. I thought it said John Shit, but it's actually the name is John Smith. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to get a bit... Okay. No, 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 no. Edit all this shit out. No, 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 um, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> Not going to have to edit out the claps. Well, no, just the first clap. This, yeah, that clap's fine. Yeah. Okay, okay. So just, just so, just so um, listeners know, when we, when I kind of, when we fuck up, usually when I fuck up, I clap because when we go through and do the editing, you get this massive spike in the audio, so you can kind of see, ah, there's a problem here. Pay close attention to this. You may need to do something with it. Right. Now you were saying. Oh yeah, what I was saying is that within the online game, because it naturally changes the colours that you occupy, it's not a problem. Yeah, you can see. Like, yeah. So the counters make sense. Now, what's this Flying Dutchman thing? Well, the Flying Dutchman is where you sneak an army or a, a fleet onto the board when no one is watching. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Now I remember. For an additional unit. And at one stage, I was actually thinking, because we're playing social diplomacy... There probably was a few opportunities there, even today. Yeah, yeah. The way that, because like we didn't seal the bags, there wasn't that level of you know bankers' security to keep make sure that everything was all on the book. 
And there's a few times you probably could have oh, yeah. old... could have gotten away with it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And at one stage, maybe because I had been having a few beers, I got a bit mixed up, and I actually thought, have I got the right amount? Of sport? Actually, I thought I got did it, did it, done it, diddle, done it, diddle. Yeah, ace of white, you know. But then I realised it was because we were in. I kind of fucked up my turn. We're in spring, and not in autumn. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's why I took Holland autumn and not in spring. Yeah, yes, yeah. Fall, as our American listeners say. Yes, the fall. That now. When was that? That was actually you did quite well taking over from um, Dan. That was. Um, I, have to, I, have to, I have to say, you know, that was so good. Um, he left you in a good position. He did pretty well. To, um, secure that area. Yeah, so, so basically when I took over from Dan, it would have been, what, 1902, 1903? End of 1903. Yeah. yeah. So he had the, um, the normal French supply centres and Spain and Portugal. Yeah. And had he started the war against Italy at that stage or not? Uh, I think Italy had started the war against him, actually. Yes, you are right. Yeah. yeah. And I you know why I know that? Because <laughs> I instigated it. <laughs> I, I got it in Italy's ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> so it was a fun game. I, I it, it was, It's good to... It, it, again, social games, I think, are very different to tournament games. There is definitely... And maybe, I don't know, maybe because our first tournament game was very, very similar, but it was like, there was like this tension in a tournament game, and we're far more forgiving in a social game. Particularly, there was a couple of misorders couple of mis- that we actually like, kind yeah, of got the general board's consensus on how we want to play this. Explain the rule, but there were technical problems, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, a misorder on a convoy. Yes. It was obvious what it was intended to do. Do. Yeah, like um, like Army London to Belgium and North Sea didn't put in an order or something. That's right, yeah. yeah. So it was obvious what it was intended, but under the strict tournament rules, that convoy wouldn't have that But because it's a social game and because we want everyone to sort of get the rules and build capability in that space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And good on the Loma for actually working on the adjudication towards the end. Like, she was awesome. Not only, not I, told, only was, I told you she would get it. Yeah, you, you yep. did. You did. You, I mean, not only did she come equal first in the, the points by the end. Watch out, Mel, down in Melbourne. Watch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's good. Um, but also the fact that she took that keen interest in the adjudication and, you know, let's be honest, she probably did better with me with the blocks up and down and shit like that and... No, hats off to her. So she did really well. She did do good. So at least, at least, at least, actually, the good part about all this is that you know because you know you and her and entire you know friends outside of this gaming space. Yes. I'm sure it'll kind of be rubbed in both of your faces now from her. Is she that type of person, or is she kind of not quite as? No, no. She'll. She, I think, will. Um, She'll let us know in a polite way, but let us know that we didn't come as well as she did in the board. So what did you end up with? Was it two or one SC? Two. I ended up with two. I ended two. up with two. Yep. And 
happy to have ended up with two. You know, that, that tail end, I, I took I took Russia aside and I said, look, all I want is to survive at this stage. Yes, I am willing to do what orders you want me to do, provided you can provide me with a survive. Yep. And, um, well, he couldn't give me that. He couldn't give me that assurance. He couldn't. He started talking about Germany and da da da, da and I'm like, nah, yeah, nah, sorry mate, that's not going to cut it. So I went across to Turkey and got myself to survive over there. Because, because think, like seriously, had yeah. he, like, a bit more strategic now, he played the game a couple more times, he would have been able to remove me from the game. So, what, what he'd mentioned to me after you had that conversation, because I had a chat to him, he said, you know, uh... Kana wants me, he's really, really keen to, for a survival. He just wants to survive. And I'm not going to give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, Thanks, Soy. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is classic, you know what I mean? This is, this is literally the whole, you know, destroying friendships since, you know, 1950-something. <laughs> I, I, asked, I asked Braden, why are you attacking me, mate? Yeah. And he goes, I just want someone to be removed from the board. He and I, as, as France and Italy, both the earlier version of the, of the French government and my, my government, had been fighting the whole game. I know, and then he just turned on a dolly. And, like, and I said, look, oh, look, if I show you I'm going away from you, is that cool? And you'll go away from me? He said, yeah, yeah, and I did, and he did. It was perfect. And about that time, Loma decided then to go right up the Italian peninsula, taking Naples and Rome and Tunis and... Yeah, had to go with Venice, yeah. And I I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game, and all of these games, they're... they're, It's great. It's a great experience, even like a social version of it. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. It's lots and lots of fun. Um, So... Did we mention a bit earlier, and I forget if we mentioned that there's a, a tournament going on in Canberra at the moment. I think we just mentioned it in passing, but we didn't talk about you it. Know, so we're playing alongside our fellow Canberrians and Australians who are competing in the Canberra tournament. You know, we, you have our um, our thoughts are with you. Our good wishes. Our good wishes and best stabs. Yes. May they. Um, may all your knives be bloody. May all your knives be bloody. <laughs> And your blades be sharp, yeah. <laughs> and your blades be extra sharp. <laughs> no, so that, that was that was good. A um, couple of other things that are going around. Have you subscribed to the new weekly email that comes out about diplomacy? I have, but I haven't received an email yet. Why not? Well, I haven't. Oh, I have. Have you? Yeah. So, for any of you who are not aware, and we'll create links in the show notes, it's called Diplomacy Briefing. Yeah, I signed up to it. Yeah. Well, maybe so, I should check my emails once every never. Yeah, that, that, were, that may actually help. help. So the most recent one came out, I think, just on, on Friday, which highlighted the um, the WebDip Terminator uh, tournament. Where are we going? Da, 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 da. What's the name of it? It's, uh... I'm trying to get rid of this fucking Wi-Fi thing I don't want to use. Um, use without the internet. Um, so, it's called Diplomacy Briefing. It comes through from Diplomacy Briefing. 
Anyway, so it's talked about the WebDip Terminator tournament that started back on the uh, mid-September. Oh, fuck. You know what I forgot to do? You forgot to subscribe? You forgot no, to I confirm? No, I subscribed. I forgot to do anything about it. I forgot to... I told you forgot to confirm? I forgot to... Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you're a spammer? I'm a spanner in the works, sorry. Spammer in the works or a spanner in the works? This might be good if we're against Terminators. Yes, good point. Not really. We, 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 <laughs> we, we, know, we, not we haven't been drinking much, have we? No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, so we talked about the, the tournament over there. Uh, with each uh, participant playing three games, only against the bots, and the top 20 moving on to the second round. Yep. Um, overall, the Ghost Maker over at WebDip won the tournament. Oh, good on you, Ghost Maker. That's good. And um, the the, uh, the newsletter makes special mention, of course, of Bosox for organising it. Yeah, and I love the final fun. line. If you missed out, don't worry. They'll be back. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Um, and the the actual the actual email briefings at the moment that come out. There's like a, a bit of loudness happening here. Um, over a hundred subscribers. Oh, brilliant! That's really good. Yeah, good. Um, and then she gives a little bit of an outline about strategy, and then an updating an updated calendar for upcoming tournaments and such, including the um, the one in Canberra that's just happened. So it's not a very long. It's actually quite a nice brief synopsis. So it's diplomacy brief. Yeah, it's it's brief. It's like you know you can read the whole thing in a minute or two. I like it. And just get a bit, of, you know, and then follow links off to other shit that interests you. And I think it's pretty good. So um, we will create a, as I said before, a uh, a link off to how you can subscribe. And um, if you play in, if you play diplomacy, you want to keep informed of what's going on at the moment. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. The briefing. So there's that going on. Um, there's a few other things going on at the moment that we can't really talk about on top. Yes. Yes, there are. Some things where people have said, hey, you know, let's have a sneaky conversation in the back corner about ideas and where things are going, but... That's, yeah, that's very yeah, vague. That's, um, and we can't really go into any more detail on that. But let me just say, there's, there's things going on in the diplomacy world that people don't know about. Um, and looking forward to being able to announce it. Yes, when that eventually happens. Yeah, whenever whenever that is. happens. Whenever that happens to be. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's good being a diplomacy, uh, you know, quote-unquote, celebrity when people kind of just keep informed of shit. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> it's just like, you know, as we said, we're... we're we just happen to be the only guy still still doing a podcast, so you know we're not too far off. Actually, we're only about one or two episodes away from where uh, the uh, diplomacy cast got up to before they stopped. So we can. Oh, we can, really? We can yeah, finish I, I don't soon. Even feel like I'm running out of steam. No, we can finish no, soon, yeah, and someone yeah. else can take over. <laughs> oh, I miss those guys. They are good. They yeah. are good. Yeah. So, um, oh, we didn't say where we were. Do we need to say where we are now? Oh, cross. Where are we? We're at the Hornblower Bar. Which is attached to the Victory. We've been in the Victory beer garden before, but not this far. <laughs> try to work out. We try to keep to a, a, a recording thing where we never go back to the same bar twice. Only we but, have come back to this bar after the last. Yeah, but we didn't place record place. there, didn't we? No, no, we just detailed. So yeah. That's when we found out and started talking about the the, the World Web Diplomacy Championship in right. Thailand. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, um, look, I don't mind if we make this our local after. A face-to-face game. Oh, okay, that's a good you idea. Know, I mean, I, I mean there's rules are made to be broken, and I'm happy to break it on that one. So, like, yeah, just just post post game analysis. Post game analysis. That's very good. That's very good. Share with the good listeners of the Pokemon games and the the bad listeners of the show as well. 
Is there anything else that we need to talk about in the uh, the world of diplomacy at the moment? Um, at the moment, I'm going to say no of that. I know, I know there's a few other games that we're playing that we didn't really touch on around the grounds earlier on, but I think I think that really. Yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm a bit too shickered to really, you know, want to... Oh, what were you drinking, by the way, this time around? Oh, this is 150 Lashes, James Squire again. Good old And I was on the Porter. When we were at um, Bolt Games. Yeah, I, I thought I'd go with the IPA, but I decided with the Porter. Well, I started with the pale, the, um, what is it, what's the, the brewery? We've been there before. Newstead, Newstead Brewery. So I started with the Pale Ale, and then I upgraded to the IPA. And I preferred the IPA over the, the pale ale. A bit stronger. A bit stronger? Yeah. Now I suppose the porter's stronger again. Which is ironic well, because... no, it actually wasn't. Like the porter's actually less alcohol content. Oh. I, mean, I mean, stronger in taste. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyway, so I'm on the... Um, I went from beer... I started, I started before we caught up originally. It was wine. <laughs> went to beer. Back to wine. Okay. So I'm on the Chris Ringland CR Shiraz, so, which is not a bad problem I've had it before. Cider, beer, cider, beer, beer. Wine, beer, 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 wine. Yeah, well, I wasn't counting how many of those I had. I oh, I thought you were. You know, so how many? Did I miss a couple for you? Oh, Christ. We're, we're meandering. Guys, look. Maybe I'm, we're a bit I'm, pissed. I'm Kana. Oh, I'm Ambi, and obviously and, and we're wrapping up now. We're so. wrapping it up. Cheers, guys. Cheers.